This week's Brighton Court Talk features a special guest from Sci-Fi's Van Helsing. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fandom Podcast of Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. How's it going, Survivors? We've got a special treat for you guys tonight. And joining us tonight from Van Helsing is Roland Pidlebney. Thanks for joining us tonight, Roland. Hey, how are you? Doing great. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. You know, it's funny, um, Brad and Court, uh, I, I learn a lot about the show through through you guys as well, from your, your perception and, and, and the way you see things and that. And, and you guys uh, run a great show. Really appreciate you you um, doing something for uh, Sci-Fi's Van Helsing. Awesome. Thank you very much. I mean, we've enjoyed yeah. chatting with you on Twitter and over at the uh, Facebook group page. Oh, that's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, the fans are great. Um, really good questions. Um, I, I love everybody's, you know... Um, um, feeling for the show. Um, it, it's great to be part of. Um, definitely love it. Yeah, it's really great to be a part of a fandom where uh, where the actors and the crew and everybody gets really involved in it. There's that extra layer of fandom that just makes you more excited for the show. So I love it that you guys are so involved. Oh, it's great Thank because, you. yeah, and that's it because, you know, um, every week when, uh, when a show comes on, you know, like I, I know all the writers and the cast and that were you know, we're we're all really excited to, to give you the best show that we possibly can. And, um, you know, everybody puts so much work into it um, that, you know, when the, when the fans really respond, um, you know, nothing feels better than that, for sure. I mean, it's, um, it's, it's you know, we're all blessed to be on, the, uh, on, on a good show like that the way it is. And, you know, to have a, a good fan base, I mean, that just, you know, that's the cherry on the top, for sure, because... You know, um, I, I'm a fan of like a lot of shows out there, and and um, you know, I, I like to support you know actors and and filmmakers, and and you know, it, it goes a long way to have good energy uh, with a show. That's that's for sure. So, and there's a lot of that on sci-fi now. A lot of all, all the actors that we talk to that work on sci-fi shows, everybody has a great time working there. Yeah, and you know, it's funny because. I think with sci-fi, there, there's there's a real creative source. You know, there, there's one thing from coming from, like, say, um, a competitive place to where you know you're you're competing with things, or when you're coming through with uh, something creative. And uh, you know, I, I think lately what they've been doing is uh, giving a lot of creativity. Um, you know, and and um, just a lot of great stuff that you know you can kind of delve into. Um, definitely a fan of a lot of the shows that they have. Uh, actually, one of the um, one of the shows, uh, The Magicians, uh, shot up here in Vancouver as well. And um, you know, it's just great, great people to work with. So, I, I think it all comes from the um, from the people that you work with, um, the creativity, the uh, feelings behind the show, and the in the intent. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's funny because um, <clears throat> when for myself. Um, as an actor, um, one of the best things I like to do is really get into the character. And when you start your 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 day, your morning off, um, you know, when you're sitting in the makeup chair, um, that really sets the vibe for you because the uh, the makeup person is if if they're in a good mood or in a bad mood, <laughs> kind of sets you one way or the other, right? Yeah. So we're really lucky to have like you know, the best makeup people that you can possibly find. I mean, everybody's an artist. Um, you know, they're, you know, everybody's really funny, um, great music, great stories. And that, and that really loosens up things, makes you feel really good about, um, you know, the, the place that you're at. So really do amazing work. <laughs> oh, 
Gosh, yeah. No, as as far as makeup. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, you know it's funny. Um, the uh, the lead um, for the makeup, her name's um, Jane, and she's amazing. Um, she was um, an assistant for Tina Turner, and she's got like you know just tons of um, just lots of energy. And, and we've got a fellow there. Uh, his name's Holland. And uh, he does a lot of my makeup, uh, along with uh, Day and Amber. And it's these people are just amazing. I mean, um, for one, for instance, um, Holland he uh, he drew a picture of. Uh, do you remember Hellraiser, uh, the Pinhead yeah. fellow? Oh yes. Well, yeah. yeah. So you know, he was just sitting one day, and he and he drew out this thing by pen, and like it's you, you can't believe it. It's photorealistic, pretty much, and. Goes, would you like this? I'm like, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know. So it's it's like these people are just true artists, great people, um, and it's funny because you know we'll sit in the chair for about like an hour and a half or so, depending on uh, on what character for uh, makeup. But mine takes about an hour and a half, and mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, I've I've never had a you know good time sitting down for an hour and a half for anything, <laughs> but uh, but for those guys, it's just you know you can go there for you know, all day. It's just, it's a beautiful experience with those guys. Nice. I was wondering how long it would take you to get into the makeup for them. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it's weird because it, it takes about an hour and a half to um, put the makeup on and just about as much time to take it off because <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's on there pretty good. And, uh, you know, when, when it's a cold day, they sure like to put on, uh, um, you know, the layers and everything on there. And, and so, you know, it's, I had one day, um, you get you guys probably don't know this, but I play uh, two characters on the show. Actually, um, one of the first characters was a feral in um, episode three uh, under um, Stay Inside, and um, it was a feral uh, that was on a, on the ferry boat. As, so he's he's running uh, towards Vanessa, and oh. with that, yeah, and so it was actually. Um, with that character, they put on a wig, uh, just a ton of makeup. And trying to take that makeup off was, I, I might as well just have left it on, become that human, because <laughs> it was, it, I must have been in the chair for a couple hours just trying yeah. to take everything off. But um, yeah, that actually was a really cool day. Um, director for that uh, episode was uh, Michael Nankin. And he's actually the uh, producer for uh, the Exorcist series, as well as uh, a director uh, on there as well. And Great show. Yeah. It's it's really cool, isn't it? It's very creepy. It's, yeah, it, it's what I want for the Exorcist. Yeah, because it, it's, got, it's got the right amount of horror, right amount of freak factor, and, and yeah, it's, it's very cool. So, you know, kudos, um, kudos for Michael uh, being on that. Um, but uh yeah, as 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 my feral is running towards Vanessa, um you can hear from the background, you know, Michael's going rawr, 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 rawr. almost like that, you know, um on Charlie Brown, uh, the teacher, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Rawr, rawr, rawr. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I can't hear if you're saying cut or go for it. And so they set up like a speaker system and, and I'm like, I can hear you now. Gotcha. And so, um, you know, because you're running down this entire length of a ferry and you have to hit these certain spots right at the right time in that. And so, they're, you know, they're really cool with, uh, you know, setting up things. And uh, there's a fella off screen with like a, almost like a pellet gun with like these smoke 
pellets. And so as, as I was running, he was actually shooting at my feet to get like the smoke happening. And, uh, you know, I'm, he was a good shot, <laughs> you know, he didn't uh, keep it low, <laughs> but, um, and that was great because that actual day was very, uh, cold mm-hmm. and, um, Jonathan scarf playing Axel, um, actually went into the water and it was freezing. So, you know, he, he did that for quite a while, quite a few takes and, um, you know, just get everything right and uh, kind of felt for him because I know what it's like being in a cold environment in the water, <laughs> you know. So how did you become involved with Van Helsing? Yeah, that was really cool. Um, there was a, a, a casting for um, a vampire, and I actually know a, uh, knew a little bit about the, uh, the production that was going on because... Um, you know, I, I've seen it uh, like around town. I'm setting up the the, uh, the lights and everything, and you ask, "Oh, what's going on there?" And and there's Van Helsing. I'm like, "Oh, very cool, very cool." And I thought, you know, I really want to be on that show because I, I love vampires. I like uh, the the dark mythology of it. Uh, the whole um, the whole sense of you know that that darkness is great. Um, and so my agent was, well, there, there's a role on there for uh, a vampire number one. Would you like to try for it? And, you know, I thought, I don't care what size it is, if it's a small part, uh, whatever, let's, I just want to be on the show. So the, the process of, of finding a character for myself was, was really, uh, really cool. What, what I did was um, I listened to a lot of music as far as like soundtracks and that to kind of get you in the vibe for whatever, right? And for this particular one, um, I was listening to uh, Vikings uh, Season 3 soundtrack. Nice. Yeah, and <laughs> I love that show too. But it's 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 got that, and it's funny, Cork, because at, at, at one of your podcasts, or you mentioned uh, the Julius kind of brood being very Viking-like, and yeah. and it's very true because it's really based in a, in a warrior, you know, level. And so I, I was just listening to a, a lot of that soundtrack and and trying to to find a, a really strong character, someone without you know. Um, with with all a bent like disregard for everything, you know. So I go into the um, into the read, and you know Neil's there. Uh, I've got Jonathan Lloyd Walker, one of the producers writers. Um, I, I think David Frizzay was there, one of the directors, and um, of course uh, Jackie Lynn. She's doing the casting up here, and uh, she's always been really great. I've I've done a, a few projects with uh, their office, and it's. You know, it just came out. It was one of those things where you you just click, and Neil was uh, immediately he he really liked what I did, and I was like, yeah, right on, great. So um, the next day um, they called me in uh, to do a bit of a practice, and I thought, okay, great. And so it was a one on one with uh, Neil and Jonathan, um, a fellow named Morris on uh, camera, and uh, I think later on. Um, Simon Barry uh, came in just for a little bit. He was on his way to L.A., but um, he stopped in for a little bit. And I was in there with a fellow named uh, Keith Arbuthnot. Now, he plays um, a sewer beast, and he also plays Nikolai um, on the show. And so we were back and forth um, trying, you know, different things like feral against feral, feeder against feral, you know, playing one of the elites against feral. So just trying like a whole... Um, whole gamut of what you know, what the vampires are like, um, 
what they what they feel about each other and you know in the background like Neil's making notes about oh I like this I like that and you know it's is kind of like inspiration for further things for I guess writing for them and and further things for us to find more things as as vampires right and so the, the whole process of of from audition to being um like that first day on set there was a lot of prep as far as you know what direction they wanted to take the show with vampires and I thought this is awesome because the whole time <laughs> I'm listening to the Vikings uh, soundtrack and it's just going right in 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 line with everything that they're um, wanting and everything that I can bring to the table. So it was it was real, a very uh, great connection there with, with the entire team right off the bat. And and it's funny it, it went from vampire number one to where they wrote in um, the name for the character Scab. And um, so I, I, I kept sticking around like a scab. You know, you peel me off. I'm still there. <laughs> Very cool. Because we love, you know, seeing the other vampires in the background. And we know from, well, we know Flesh had his own name and Scab has his. But we know that some of them are more important than the other ones. And like you said, he, he kind of becomes the number one. He moves up a little bit. And we see him getting these extra assignments you talked about one time in this location down below when they were chasing vanessa and i think it was uh in the episode for her mm-hmm. and you and oh yeah you mentioned some of the other things that happened down there can you tell us a couple things about that well that that is a very strange place um it's called riverview psychiatric hospital and it was actually built in um i believe 1913 Good old thirteen, right? <laughs> and it's it's a very freaky place. I mean, um, you almost don't have to do anything to it as far as that deck because I mean, it it looks like a freaky castle. Um, it's almost like a you know a prison in in a way. Um, and and it's funny because you, you walk in there and it's like cobblestone. You know, um, there's these tunnels like right in the in the very basement bowels of the entire fortress and and it's got cobblestones on and 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 brick and and it's just like you would imagine it like it's dripping water from one area and and just the vibe from that you could just imagine what what happened in those days because they did like shock treatments and and a lot of people you know had uh, a lot of you know mental problems you know that that um you know unfortunately they you know couldn't overcome so I'm, you know, there's a lot of death and and, and just that whole vibe there, um, you know, perfect for a show like Van Helsing, right? So, <laughs> so we're we're downstairs in the basement there, and uh, it's a very kind of kind of a tight, you know, um, you can get very claustrophobic, and you know, being the um, the kind of in-depth actor that I, I like to be. Um, I'm I'm walking down towards uh one end of the tunnel and and I see someone down there I'm like oh okay I'm going to kind of freak him out when I once I get down there you know like you know and uh I'm thinking oh it's a lighting guy you know he's setting up some cables or something and I get down to the uh to the end and there's nobody there and uh, there's a kind of a dead end I'm going well there must be a door here that goes somewhere and there's 
there's nobody there. And I'm like, okay. And so I, I start kind of walking back and then I hear footsteps and I'm like, I'm just going to walk back a little bit, you know, faster, even though I probably look a little bit freakier than anything's there, I'm still going to be walking <laughs> faster. So, um, it's, it's a, it's a really weird place. People get, um, you know, the people put down a light, um, and they'll go back and the light's gone. Um, you know, it's just, it's very odd. But it uh, it sure makes for a great uh, a great look. Oh, it definitely came oh, across sure. on screen. It was yeah. I didn't want to be there. No, neither did I. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody did. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's funny. Um, I there's there's nothing like that place um, as as far as vibe. Even the grounds. Um, there is uh, at one point. Um, I was with uh, Hilary uh, Jardine playing uh, Susan, and uh, we were in makeup there, and, and she was doing some practicing, and and she really wanted to get into into this one part uh, for a scene, and I said, you know what? I said, there's there's a really cool room uh, over here. Check it out. Um, go through whatever scene they're going through, and just just feel that room. And uh, she went in there, and she was in there for about probably, uh, I guess, about an hour or so. And uh, I kind of opened the door, and, and she was still there. I said, how's it going? She goes, oh, it's great. You know, and, and you really get inspired by just, like, the creep factor of the place, you know. And so it's um, just, it's I, I like things like that. I like ghost stories. I like... Um, just like the the weird things that kind of go bump in the night that we we don't see but we know that they're there you can kind of feel them you know yeah mm. oh so definitely do you find that you kind of feed off that energy oh absolutely yeah That's it's cool. um it's one of those things where especially for the uh the role um you know i mean it's one thing like say you know being in your place and lighting candles and putting on the fire or whatever and and you know really feeling what's going on but then you you get into a, a place that really has that residual energy um and you know you you could just soak all that in but you got to be careful because um you know you you got to know when to to turn that off and when to let it go and um you know also you've got to pay respect to what you know has happened there so it, it's it's kind of a tricky line sometimes you know um um, a bad energy can can feed on um, you know fear, and um, a, a good energy you know it always overcomes the dark. Um, and 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 it's funny. I, I think that's what uh, a lot of the, the the story about the show of Sci-Fi's Van Helsing is. Um, to where you know as it can get dark, but that light is always shining, and, and until that you know light is just you know extinguished, there you can still rise. You can still overcome. And that's what we're, as vampires, are trying to stomp out, is that uh, any of that good or any of that light, um, you know, so by being um, that that feeder level, there's a little bit more um, intelligent, um, diabolical evil to it, almost like that residual energy that's still in that place trying to bring you down, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Speaking of the evolution of Scab, he went from just being a number to having a name. So backstory, did they give you a backstory? Did you kind of make your own headcanon for Scab? Yeah, you know what? What's funny is uh, they they um, 
they wrote like uh, a bit of a description, like as far as what the the character uh, was, where he's kind of you know coming from, like headspace wise, right? Mm-hmm. And Neil uh, was so cool. He was like, you know, I, I want you to feel like really bring it, bring in that darkness, w- what it is, you know. And I I, I almost thought. I, I could make a backstory for him that would be fantastic, but I, I know the writers in that would, would come up with something 10 times better. So I, I didn't lock myself into one particular thing, but what I was inspired was by um, our our practice session. Um, and like I say, you know, with Keith and, and Jonathan um, and Neil, um, just that, you know, working those ideas out and seeing where that where the show you know wants to kind of go and what what they want to do with it, that's the inspiration of of, of the backstory, I guess, for for my character. Um, that practice session, you know, mm-hmm. um, and 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 it's great because it doesn't come from um, a lore such as you know the crosses or the garlic or the mirrors. It, it's not anything like that. It's it's actual real people. Um, that vibe um, to where you turn into something just terrible of all loss. And that could be anybody. I mean, you could be a plumber, you could be a rock star, you could be a doctor. Um, but it's it's that tremendous loss of um, what you were, what you, uh, you know, um, tried to be, what you were going to school for, what you studied for. All that is gone. Family, everything. It's all abandoned of of, you know, that world. And I think um, what happened pretty much is as soon as you turn vampire, you're, you're, you're born. And that, that is like pretty much like day one. Nothing else mattered uh, before that point. And everything matters, you know, in that moment. Because it's almost like a, um, um, for that, the feeling for that vampire is, is almost like a junkie looking for a fix. You know, it's, you're you're always lusting for the blood, or it's that's all you can think about, and so that um, you know, as far as research, I looked into uh, a lot of um, really dark things, such as like um, you know um, people that were you know committed suicide, or or for what reason, you know, what was so terrible that you know someone would take their own life, and and bring that and, and bring it into, you know, the, the anger and the frustration or the, the torment that, 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 you know, character must be going through, um, just to get that fix, you know, but they, they they can't die in a way, you know? So it's just an eternal struggle. Also with the, um, the breathing too. Um, it's funny, the, uh, with the, the ferals, um, you know they're they're very much um, animalistic because of what the um, what they feed on, and so it's it's a different you know animals have a different breathing pattern, and um, you know there's a different heart rate um, you know so it's it's a little bit more sporadic a little bit more um, faster heavier breathing and then when you're hunting for that prey like say you know um, a group of crows or ravens will will work uh, together, but they're always kind of stalking and that and a little bit lower to the ground. Um, even like say with, you know, like rodents, like raccoons or, or, um, or, um, I should say like, you know, rats. And then, and then you get into like raccoons, and, you know, they're, they're hunched over. And especially if you get rabid, 
you know, it, it's a very freaky animal to be dealing with. And then you get into the uh, the fears. And like I say, there's a, a little more um, intelligent vibe there, but you're, you're still, you know, you're, you're a slave to the, to the hunger. Um, mm-hmm. And you're, you're always looking for that. So, you know, in a way that, that breathing is a little bit more settled down, but when that uh, blood loss does happen, the, the breathing is, is there. So a lot of the character um, traits come from, uh, from the breathing, to tell you the truth. And the, um, for myself, actually, um, I, I chose um, as an animal, I would say like a snake, because he's more slithery, more, you know, kind of in the, the darkness and that he kind of creeps up on you instead of something that is just so um, in your face, like a bear, you know, pretty much. Right. I, yeah, I can totally see that. That's yeah. one of the things that I really liked about the vampires on Van Helsing, too, is it, it was the breathing and, the, and you know, when they're sniffing the air like animals, basically. Oh, oh yeah. And, you know, the guttural sounds that they make and everything else. And mm. then when you get into the ferals who are just, you know, attack dogs, just how far down you get after eating, uh, having the poison blood of the animals, how that drags them down. Absolutely. It, it's, and it's very toxic. And, and it's funny, um, with, uh, I had that one uh, scene actually with, um, with Chris Hurdall, um, mm-hmm. playing Sam and with him, what happened was, uh, you know, he was feeding on, um, a lot of the, uh, the lower animals. So he was becoming slowly toxic. And, uh, when uh, when Scab finds him, you know, in really bad shape, brings him back, and then Mama brings him back to um, a little bit to um, to life with the the human blood, and um, you know he did an amazing transformation um, from you know um, the previous Sam to the vampire, and then from that a certain vampire to um, a more if you want to call it sane or more in control one. And that's just perfect. It's exactly what what you want to have that, you know, different level of things. And it was great to see that in, in, in the one character that he had. Um, and, you know, in a way that's, uh, you know, what I really admire in, in, in a lot of these actors that are on the show is that they can, they have the tenacity and, and the ability to, to change very quickly, um, you know, with, with how the, the story is and how their rating goes. Um, and it's great because you can be, uh, be prepared for the unexpected pretty much. Right. And when that happened with Sam, we were all like, Oh no. And then we're actually kind of rooting to see how that goes along. But I was really happy to see that scab was the one that saved him. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, you know, deep down, he's really a nice guy. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, but it's yeah, my my character, I tell you, you know, he's he's definitely he's got some diabolical things to him. It's which is great because I I, I love playing the uh, I love playing the bad guy, you know. Um, but he he's got he's got this level behind him where he is very loyal, um, obedient to Julius, but he's got his own agenda as well. And you know, he might see things that maybe help his own. Um, motivations and that. So, you know, if, if his goal is to get Vanessa and, you know, there's this one way that, you know, possibly we can find this person, um, let's, you know, let's bring it to the forefront. But, um, 
you know, he, he's doing that because he's, he's also not just out of being obedient, but also look, look what I can do. You know, um, there's, there's a sense of that wanting to be um, a leader, wanting to be, you know, uh, more. And there's, I think a lot of the frustration in the character is um, because he's not a leader, you know, he's, he's under control of, um, because Julius is the one giving him the human blood as well. I mean, Julius is the leader as far as what everybody in the in the brood um, feeds on. He's in control of this. So as you know, um, as that supply is is coming in, um, you know, it would be great to have that supply, you know, to your own. So there's a bit of a greed issue there. Um, wanting more, so I, I think all the characters want more because they need more, and that's a, that's a real driving force for for everyone on the show. I mean, every single character has a drive and a need, um, and they're they're all different. I mean, you know, from from Kelly um, um, Overton playing such an amazing um, lead character, um, just going through so much. Um, uh, stuff every day as far as trying to learn lines and, and uh, you know, it's just, uh, I can imagine um, the, um, it's, it's a lot to tackle, <laughs> you know, and and so like, even with uh, with my character, um, you know, I, I get excited every time, uh, you know, you, you roll up in the morning and uh, you have a little bit of breakfast, but you're you're still like a little bit excited because it's like, okay, I'm ready to go so you don't eat too much. And then you get on set and you just let it all out. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not, um, uh, my character's not on um, all day sometimes. Um, but, you know, um, like a lot of the lead characters, they are, they're on all day. And you, you have to give them credit for, uh, for uh, you know, really bringing it. I mean, it's, they, they never tire. Um, they're just, they're incredible people. Um, Julius, um, Alex Ponovic, um, amazing person. Um, he comes um, comes with a lot of ideas for the, the vampires as well. Um, he'll say, you know what, what if we try this? And, and uh, as a group, we'll all be like, yeah, that's a good idea, you know. And, um, one of the one of the things was when we're heading actually uh, down into the tunnels, um, we're uh, going down into the uh, the uh, the stairway uh, part, and uh, you know, fails, and then. Scab is coming back, and he's like, okay, I don't know if he's going to kill me or what. And uh, Alex came up with an idea. He's like, okay, well, you know, sh- show your neck, um, you know, as, as an offering. So, you know, I can either take it, I could, you know, rip you apart, or I can let you be, you know. And so whenever a vampire is, is a little bit shy and as far as, like, you know, I, I didn't do the deed well, um, the thing is you, you show your neck a little bit. So, you know, little things like that, really cool on the spot ideas. And that's all inspired by, uh, um, by the words that you read from the script. Right. You know? It's like offering the most vulnerable part of yourself to exactly. whoever's hired. Mm-hmm. You're, mm-hmm. you're bowing mm-hmm. down to your leader, basically. That's it. Yeah. And, you know, uh, you, you do have to know your, your spot. It's, it's like with, um, uh, when he when Julius goes to Dimitri, I mean, you know, there's there's another food chain there. You know, he's he's kind of on the uh, 
um, the top end of that. And as you guys can see how powerful, uh, you know, that character really is, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's, there's always a bigger fish, <laughs> you know, or bigger vampire, I should say, really. <laughs> right. And we actually found that out too. When Dimitri says, Oh, there's elders. And we're like, what? Yeah, there's mm-hmm. more. How many layers mm-hmm. does vampire pie are there? <laughs> yeah. It's, that's going to be very interesting to, uh, to get into, you know, but, um, yeah. So, what 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 do you guys think of the uh, the vampires? What what uh, what kind of vibe do you get? Is it more more freaky, more horror? What what kind of, what what do you get from them? I really enjoy the vampires that are on Van Helsing. They're they have that, you know, they're not nice vampires, which is pretty much what what you need to have. Mm-hmm. We were previously talking to Laura Minnell, and she brought up Thirty Days a Night, which I thought yeah. was the perfect. Um, embodiment of how the vampires are because it kind of really fits that whole level of you could see everybody in Julius's brood and everything just going in and just laying waste to people and mm-hmm. it's not a it, it's not your traditional vampire of you know we're hiding in the shadows or anything like that they're just taking over and I, I really like the the feel of how they totally change it's not I was a human and now I'm a vampire. No, it's like I am now a vampire. This is what I am. Mm-hmm. I don't want to become a human again. I just want to feed. You know, that's, uh, uh, yeah, Neil uh, mentioned, um, I think early on, like a, a few shows um, that, you know, um, the show was inspired by and and something to kind of to look towards as far as um, getting inspiration from and, you know, um, and, and that's that. That was actually one of the the shows, uh, Thirty Days of uh, uh, of Night, there, where it was is very very um, it's very intense. That and and I I love playing intense characters, and um, with uh, with uh, Laura playing Rebecca, um, you know she she's got a very she's got a very kind of silent intenseness to her, you know, she's very, she's very kind of crawly and sneaky as well. Um, but I, I, I love movies like that anyways. But so when, when they mentioned that, I was like, Oh, I, I, I get where you're coming from. And, you know, I, I think we incorporated a lot of ideals and a lot of, um, a lot of, you know, like really classic movies too, like, you know, Bram Stoker's, uh, Dracula, um, just, you know, Gary Oldman, um, incredible actor, um, but the, the, the character that, you know, um, he had for that is very, you know, very inspiring to draw from. And I, I think when you, when you look back at, uh, our show, um, we have something very unique as well, because we all came from different backgrounds and sources and that, and, and we have these, you know, ideas that we brought to the forefront. And I think we really created something very unique here. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's a vampire show that I'm, I'm very proud to be part of, but, but something I I really want to watch each week as well, because, um, it's just great to see the creativity of, uh, of everybody, you know, um, like one of my favorite characters actually is Julius because he's very, um, you know, you could see he's a, he's just a real tough dude. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like he's, you, you just don't want to mess with him, but in real life, the guy's a teddy bear. I mean, he's he's the nicest guy you can you can ever meet, and and I, I think that really shows the the strength of an actor when you can be uh, you know your personality is completely different than uh, than your character, um, 
And so, you know, a lot of the people on, on the show are like that, where they're, um, you know, they might play a really mean, you know, um, terrible person. And, um, you know, in real life, like, they're just like, you know, the, the sweetest people that you can meet. So, For sure. Yeah. I have to say, I've been sucked in by the whole Julius's Brood thing. I, I really just want to see more of that. I would love, I actually, I'd just love a whole episode of just nothing but them doing their thing, but <laughs> that's probably oh. not going to happen. <laughs> well, but, yeah, no, um, me too. <laughs> yeah, but it's, <laughs> but it's, uh, but it's, uh, you know, I, I, I just, I, I love the, uh, I, I love the show. I love the character, um, so much that, um, it, it, when I'm on set there, I, I just don't leave the character, um, you know, I'll, I'll roll up as as Roland, and and then as soon as I get into makeup, you know, they, they put that uh, uh, they put that process on, and and then you get into wardrobe, and I just I love the the darkness feel of it. It's like these big heavy boots you put on leather. You know, what's what's better better than uh, a vampire in leather, right? So, um, I mean, it, it's that really it makes you feel like it anyway. So when you're on, when you're on stat, you, you just, you, you feel darker than life. And, and it's great when you, when you look over at like the, the camera guy or the lighting guy and, and they look over and they go, yeah, that was, that was cool. And it's like, okay, right on, you know? So you're, you're instantly getting feedback from, um, you know, from your peers, from your, from the, from the cast and the crew and that. So, you know, if you're freaking out the uh, the cast and the crew um, before a take, then then you know when you're on the right track there. <laughs> but yeah, the Julius Brood is is um, is one of my favorite because, like you know, as Kurt was saying, like they're it's got that real Viking vibe to it, and and it's you know they're very destructive. Um, you know, there might be like say a hundred humans there, and all of a sudden we've killed ninety nine of them. And we've got one more human left, and we go, okay, well, what are we going to do for food? You know, so we're, you know, sometimes you got to reel back our, our our own power sometimes, but uh, it's sure it's a sure fun thing to play. I tell you, yeah, I wouldn't want to run across them in the woods, that's for sure. No, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or in a shopping center, or at the dentist. No, I, way. Just, <laughs> I just don't want to run across them. It'll be fine. Yeah. yeah, like Mama seemed like she was the rational one, so it'll be interesting to see what happens without her. Oh yeah, um, she's amazing. Great, uh, great character too. Uh, very, very strong. You know, um, one of the things with her was, um, you know, her posture. Um, you could see was very straight. You know, and a lot of the thing um, with with my posture is scab is is being a little bit more hunched over, ready to, you know, claw something apart. But it's almost like you know that character almost doesn't have to do that because it's, it's already got all the blood you need in a way. And you're, you're already, you, you can hold your, your head up high, you know? So it's, it's, it's funny the the different postures in there, but yeah, really, really great characters. And, and, and I think that's, you know, that's um, a great reflection on, on the writers because, you know, when, when I read a script or when a new one comes in, um, you look at it and you go, "Wow, we're going to do this." Okay, like it's it's one of the uh, when we had the big ex- explosion scene uh, when all the vampires were heading up and to uh, try to take down uh, the hospital. Um, reading it, it's just it seems impossible. Like, okay, how are we going to do this? And and then all of a sudden you see everything kind of fit together and you go, "Oh, I I, I got it," you know. And so to to take those uh, words and description. 
and uh, as far as a director um, um, comes in and to take that and bring that life into uh, the screen, you know, it takes a real great um, person, a vision to to bring that across. And, and you know, they definitely um, have team players. I mean, um, Amanda Tapping, um, she directed a couple episodes and she was uh, amazing to work with. I, I've worked with her before on Continuum. And uh, her being a, an actor um, from that background as well, um, you know, knows what it's like for for an actor. You know, sometimes you, you, you know, and, and myself as well, sometimes you're a little bit nervous before a scene because you don't know how something's going to play out. Um, but she, you know, makes you feel right at ease and, and just gives you focus to for what you have to do. And uh, Michael Frise, um, you know, he was uh, did a few things earlier on. Um, and he's very, very intense guy, which I, which I like and, and very creative and let's try this and uh, this isn't working. Let's do this. And, and, um, you know, you go with that flow. And then, and then we had, um, Simon Barry, um, who actually wrote an episode and directed, um, the, the same episode that he wrote. So, you know, that vision comes across even more. And, um, I think the episode that, you know, he, um, he did with, uh, um, you know, the incident with Susan there and Sam, um, I just, it was a very, very cool episode as far as, you know, I, my eyes were glued to the screen. Um, you know, there was no big explosions or, you know, big car chases or anything, but the, the interaction between characters, you know, that's what it's all about. And, you know, um, he did it, you know, just perfectly because that's, that's what you want in a show is to be lost in it. Um, sure. and yeah, just have those characters come across from, from the page. Now what I have to agree, that was such a great scene there and the way it was shot. We're just like, Oh my God, that's who it mm-hmm. is. <laughs> yeah. Like this, this is happening, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We had our suspicions, but yeah, then it came true. And we're like, Oh, come on. Yeah. yeah. I had to go back and rewatch everything that happened after that. Cause my mind was like, what? Yeah. Mind blown, you know? It's, yeah. You yeah. know, it, it's uh you were saying about the, uh, the look there. Um, it's uh, our cinematographer is, his name's uh, Brandon Ugama. And uh, if you ever have a chance to talk to him, I'm, I'm sure there's, you know, a lot of stories with him as well, but um, I just, I think everything looks like every screenshot, you know, you could take and, and put into like a comic book because it just, uh, it's it graphically, it's just like, it's just looks so cool, you know? And, um, I love all the lighting that he does and, and just like the, the concept that he has for it. But, um, he's, he has an incredible team. Um, the, um, a camera, um, his name's Robin and, you know, he, he's not afraid to get right into the, uh, the thick of things and that as well. But, um, just, just a really great team as far as, um, firing on on all cylinders you know i mean um you, you couldn't ask for uh, a better group so in season two here um it's you know they're going to be hitting even harder with uh, the second season so can't wait for it we are very excited and the chemistry <laughs> between the cast and the crew and everything it all shines through so mm. keep up everything as you're doing um do you have any other projects coming soon you know, I, I've got a couple things coming up. Um, I've signed some uh, confidentiality report kind of or uh, sheets for it. Um, I got can't, it. I, I can't even talk about it, but um, okay. I'm pretty excited about what's coming up. Um, well, and when uh, it pops off, we would love to talk to you again. You are absolutely you are awesome. Oh, well, you know, uh, I'm I'm really blessed to have uh, you know 
uh, to be on the show, number one, but, um, you know, uh, the producers like um, Chad Oaks and, and Michael Frisliff with uh, No Matter Pictures um, and Neil LeBute, um, these guys, you know, they, they, they saw something um, in, you know, my ability and, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm really humbled with, um, with them keeping me on the show like they, they have. So, um, you know, um, it's great. Any, anything the the show needs, I'm up for. So, um, and I have a fun time playing it and I'm really glad that it comes across on, on screen as well. Well, we're definitely looking forward to seeing more of you on screen for season two. How can, <laughs> how can people find you on social media? Yeah, um, I'm on Facebook um, on uh, under Roland Delovney and on uh, Twitter as well. Um, I think I'm probably about the only Roland Delovney out there. So uh, yeah, I'm on uh, IMDb as well. You can uh, catch uh, catch what I'm doing and um, take a look at the bio, see what I've done. Um, and uh, probably just your local jail. I'll be there uh, usually <laughs> on the weekends. Um, Big joke there, but <laughs> yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be in prison uh, next week. Nice. Um, <laughs> it's research. It's research. Yeah, that's all it is. Character uh, study. You know, Character study. I didn't, didn't mean to go that fast, but uh... <laughs> well, we want to thank you for coming out and talking with us tonight. It's been a real eye opener for things going on the set and hearing everything that you do there on Van Helsing. Uh, well, thanks, thanks, guys. I um, really appreciate you guys uh, following the show, and I'm looking forward to um, catching uh, your other shows that you're following as well. All yeah, right. do a great job. Thank you very much. Thank I mean, you. Yeah, thanks for stopping out. We'll talk to you next time. All right, what did you think about that interview? That was awesome. Roland is very cool. That, that was amazing. I need to talk to him, like, every week. Like, yeah. he, he's great. He can join the show with us. Yeah, we could have gone on for probably another hour, I bet. We really could have. Like, he was just great to talk to. It was, thanks again, Roland. Yeah, thanks again. I mean, it was great insight that we were getting to the show and to the character and everything going on. Oh, very cool. Like, I, and just behind-the-scenes stuff. And you you got that the the cast and the crew, they had that, that awesome chemistry. But, like, the way he was talking about it, it's just that added layer. I love it. Yes. And I'm so glad they're coming back for a season two. Me too. So now we can hopefully see, you know, Scab do more in season two. We'll have to find out what happens. You know, we got the season finale coming up on Friday. I don't even know what to think on that one. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, well, we look back like at all the other been... episodes. We got everything ends with a, Oh my God, they did what? Oh, my, Oh, what's going to happen on the finale? Yeah. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> I don't even know where to go with that. I'm just like, I'm uh, just we'll watch it and find out. Well, Vanessa can be okay. That's the one thing we know, right? Yeah, that's the only thing that we right. Yeah, the only thing that we okay. know is Vanessa will still be alive at the end of the series. Well, well, we hope. Well, I don't. know. She could turn her in vampire. Uh, no, she couldn't turn. Or, her. or they could pull a Robin Hood. You remember that? I hated that show after <sighs> they did what they did with Lady Marion. Like, how are you going to have a Robin Hood without Lady Marion and yeah. without a Robin Hood? What's wrong with you? Yeah, there's no, you no. can't carry forward. No, they're that. not going to go that yeah. well. But something Spoiler big is going to happen, definitely. <laughs> something, something big in the finale. So we'll have to find out about that. So uh, yeah, and then we'll talk about it like lots and try not to cry. Yep, we'll have our episode out right after that one airs. Join us to live tweet, and we'll be chatting about it on the uh, Facebook group also. Definitely. I, if you're watching Sci-Fi's other new show, Incorporated, make sure you check that out and check out our podcast. We're having a good time chatting about that one. Yep, definitely. We are enjoying that show. It's worth a watch. Uh, if you haven't seen the episodes of Incorporated. Yep, Wednesdays at 10. Right. And so go back and 
check the two episodes out. Trust me, you're going to like it. We like it. We talk about it. You're going to like it. No vampires, but it's still good. Yeah. Corporate vampire. Uh, yeah, there is. Yeah, corporate vampires. It's there. <laughs> it's a whole different ball game. But hey, you need something to watch anyhow because you know this is over. New season starting up. Come on, check it out. With yeah, us. a little gap in between the magicians. So yeah, yes, go for definitely. it. Until next time, don't forget to pack your season three Vikings album. That's it for this episode. Head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content.